0: You know, we always pray and ask God what we're supposed to speak about any and this trust.
1: And I really felt like he was saying, talk about vision. And uh, so I felt like, okay, Lord, we'll talk about vision.
0: And then he said, well, talk about vision and then how you need faith. <laughs> and then he said, talk about vision and how you need faith and then how you need to wait. And then he said, talk about vision and then talk about faith and then talk about how you have to wait and then talk about how you have to work.
1: So that's what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to try and pull those four strands together.
0: I pray I don't go on too long. If I do, please just wave at me. I know I can get carried away. But vision, I, I absolutely love. Same one you know me. <laughs> I love seeing what is burst in just a moment develop into a plan and then you see that plan come into reality, sometimes months, sometimes years after you've got
1: that initial vision. It motivates me and it inspires me, I think, more than anything else. Church, hope here. I think we've had a lot to endure in the
0: last few, uh, well, maybe even six months, over a year.
1: And I think God
0: is speaking so powerfully. He especially wants us to see what is ahead in this season. I really do believe it's a new season. People talk about new seasons all the time, but can you
1: feel it this morning?
0: to be silent. This is a time when he is going to speak. Many will hear in a different way, in dreams, through sensing God, like God has opened up a sixth sense. A sixth sense in this church where he'll make us more attuned to what he wants to do. He has heard your cry in the secret place, he said. God is going to move. He's been waiting for us to align ourselves to him so that when we are in alignment together with God, there will be a perfect note, a perfect sound. God will speak so clearly to us and people will be getting their notebooks out, coming to us and saying what God has said and bringing it to the church. Get ready because I'm unblocking your ears. The enemy has tried to prevent this church from hearing God but now, he, uh, but now God's putting warm oil. You might remember that vivid vision of oil going into our ears, unblocking the wax, so that we can hear God clearly and succinctly. That's what she brought to us last week. So over these next few weeks, there's going to be a building on what God is saying. Get your ears open because He is speaking. So let's. From the scriptures and uh, hear what God's saying to us about vision. Um, but before we get to the Bible, uh, I'm just going to read out what the Oxford English Dictionary says about that, um, vision, and it says it's the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Now I really like that, uh, but the vision that God speaks about does not come from a man's ability to plan or think about anything into the future. So when we look at the scriptures, and we're going to start with a few in the Old Testament, in every case, the vision was initiated by the Lord. So I'm going to take you on a bit of a whistle-stop tour through a few different scriptures. Genesis 15, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, and he was told that he would have a son. In Genesis 46, verse 1, after hearing a report uh, from his sons, uh, that Joseph was still alive, God initiated, spoke to Jacob in a vision and told him not to be afraid and go to Egypt. In Isaiah chapter 6, we see that Isaiah is given such a profound vision of who God is. He sees him seated on a throne and he cries out and he says, here am I, send me. And the Lord commissions him, having seen this vision with the most incredible Prophetic mandate that you've ever seen. The book of Amos, we see that Amos was given not just one vision, multiple visions from God, and he too was sent out with an incredible prophetic mandate to release the specific purposes of God in that season. And lest you might think that it's only in the Old Testament where there's any mention of vision, go to the New Testament and, and look where. Uh, God speaks to Zechariah, who by this stage is an old man, and tells him that he's going to have a really important son. Not long after that, Elizabeth gives birth to John the Baptist. Significant purposes of God, birth and vision. Acts nine: the Lord spoke to Ananias, you probably remember that. He saw a vision, He spoke to me, saw the vision, and, and he was told, "Go to Saul." And Ananias says, go to Saul. He's that crazy dude He's killing all the Christians. <laughs> he says, go to him and lay your hands on him. So he's, he's, you see the dialogue with God in the scripture in Acts 9. And, and, but it's so clear that God's spoken. He just goes. So he goes to this house with this man Saul he's never, never come, met before, knowing that he's murdering the Christians, lays hands on him. And we know the impact that that had. We know
1: what happened to Saul after oh. that moment.
0: Paul himself
1: had several um, visions in
0: in his life, just look through the Gospels, look look through Acts. In his missionary career, God spoke to him in in a vision and told him to go to Macedonia. And in another, he was encouraged just to no, don't go, just stay. Have open vision. I haven't heard that many people that've heard of the, that they actually heard the audible voice of God. So I'm like, Lord, yeah. How? What's that? How does that fit in with us? Where does vision fit for us? And then the Lord took me to um, Matthew 13, verse 14. It's the bit where Jesus is speaking uh, and he's repeating the prophecy in Isaiah. And he no hearing, they don't hear or understand. And I don't know, You always find that crazy confusing, but I felt a lot more revelation of this as was going through it. And in verse uh, 16, still in, in chapter 13, he goes on to say, but blessed are your eyes because, uh, so he's talking to his disciples now after this dialogue he's saying, but blessed are, are your eyes because you see and your ears because you
1: hear. So basically Jesus is
0: saying there's a room And blessed, you see. Now it's obvious Jesus isn't talking about the natural realm, he's not talking about people who physically can't hear or physically
1: can't see, he's referring to our spiritual ability to see and hear God, and I think that is the root of
0: as a believer when you receive the Holy Spirit you have access to that level of vision it's like God gives us the ability to open the
1: veil the veil is open we can see we can see in a new way we haven't got time to do a study on why Jesus
0: to them, the knowledge of the secrets
1: of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but not to them. He's differentiating between some who can uh, understand and some who can't. It's completely mind-blowing
0: because what he's saying, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, he's saying there are levels of revelation that you have not yet received about the kingdom that you can And, you know, and that kings there just makes me, it makes me reflect again. It's just reminding us of our royal identity. Because of our identity, we get that glory. We receive that glory, that ability to search out those things, those things that God has hidden in his word. And he's hidden them
1: um, for us. He hasn't hidden them so that we can't access them. He's hidden it especially for us so that we get to
0: search them out. His delight. Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom.
1: So he, he delights in us searching out and discerning what he's speaking. Of. Just blesses him so much. And then pull that all together with the Lord's Prayer. Gosh, no wonder he taught us to really perfectly, no wonder he
0: taught us to pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, what well, he's wanting us to ask. Wanting us to access and to have vision for the things we don't see and pray them down on earth. We are meant to pray the kingdom down on earth.
1: And we tap into it with those levels of revelation and vision that are available to every single believer. Just pause with me for a moment and see the significance of this. Because when God gives us that vision... Almighty God, see those purposes
0: come about on a
1: closing way.
0: It doesn't even have to be a major event. Don't think if you don't have crazy visions that, that you're not accessing vision. Sometimes it's just like a gentle word that turns away someone's anger. It's just a connection with the spirit in that moment. You see something, you discern something about
1: that person, and you know to respond with gentle
0: Hold. Cool. having you know Christians fellowshipping with them and speaking new life into them and getting them enjoy, uh, brought into the church fellowship <coughs> and then having someone to share with about all these rebellious an excitement in my spirit when I see new vision. And then what happens is then I cry, I see what's going to happen, then I cry, and then the
1: confirmations just come one by one by one by one, and the path just opens up. Well,
0: Away. I was just beyond myself with excitement that we were going to go on this weekend away. So this is what was going on in the natural. No one had any money to pay for it. None of these guys have been out of London for more than 20 years. They didn't have any transport. Most of them couldn't go the whole weekend without taking drink or drugs of some description. Quite often, some of them, well not, not that many, but a few of them were so on So Herman gets one of his friends to look after the dog. Uh, but this dog, honestly, is <laughs> not your average pampered pooch. food. And Herman's friend took one look at this dog, and came face to face, or face to jowl, with this violent dog, and like, no way. So I was like, Herman, this guy's got to come, get him on the bus. So Herman arrives with the dog in the car, to push the <laughs> center, where they're not like problem. Herman spent the night with three Polish guys in the TV room okay. <laughs> with the dog. <laughs> and, uh, but this guy, this guy with the dog, I'm telling you, he got absolutely wrecked by Holy spirit that weekend. And the, the power of God descended on that weekend like you would not believe. It's one of the most poignant things. look crazy. So when God's given me this vision about Kenya, can I just say that actually we, there'll be about 30 people going, visitors going, we don't have enough toilets, we don't have enough beds, we're about <coughs> five grand short of our budget, we are so nowhere in jars that run out before the oil, so he's That's told me fine. put out the jars, so I'm putting out the j- jars, and the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, Team Kenya, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is going to
1: come on this trip, he's going to be off the chart. Just one Old Testament scripture I want to mm-hmm. go back into, Habakkuk 2 verse 3, we see a magnificent.
0: How wrong must I call out to you, God, that you don't listen? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing, he's saying. Why do you tolerate violence in these wicked people? And then the Lord just turns back to him and says, and this is, what, this is the word that I really want us to hear. Look at the nations of we have to look at our world, we have to see what's going on, we have to look at our nation, stand back and pray, and ask for Mm -hmm. the eyes of heaven. And you know we have to take our eyes off our personal circumstances long enough to see that vision, and and the devil's been doing a crazy job here in Hope of getting people focused in on their own stuff, me included. Fresh bread
1: every day, but it's also going to be new things that are being burnt. There is.
0: of our evening all together in the same We had 30 different ministries from Hall, Acton, Camwell, all over the shop, even Broadway, all crammed into the town hall with little sound for no other purpose than just celebrating the Lord.
1: Everyone's like, what, what's the
0: point of this? What's the agenda? And I'm like, we're just, we're just thanking God. We're just acknowledging what he's done. Have you seen what he's doing in our borough? Can you see it? Can you no. feel it? The winter night shelter, the street pastors, the healing rooms. How? And then I was just like, oh yeah, this is so hard, this is so hard, one. what is this about? And I stood there in the Nelson Room the Eastern Town Hall, and I turned and I saw a picture on the wall,
1: and it said, Progress in Unity. And that's the motto, actually, for the London Borough Reelings.
0: you're fresh vision and Can be completely and,
1: utterly dependent upon. and so faith is our response to the vision. And I think Phil said this a number of times, certainly lots of people have, but if your vision doesn't involve any faith to deliver it, it's probably But then, you know, so often we get, I said at the beginning, we were going to talk about vision and we were going to talk about faith, then now it's about waiting. And my
0: experience is that when we come Get all in this season of waiting, I've made so many mistakes in this
1: season of waiting, it can be a time when we want to try and help God out with his vision, I mean, I like we get so excited and so full of things like, well it must be tomorrow that that's happening, it must be tomorrow,
0: and we try and help, him, try and help God fulfill his own plan, and I won't go into it all now, but this often what comes to send you off.
1: with in this. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. Jesus wasn't the least bit interested in the religious activity. He couldn't care less about it. He only ever wanted to fulfill the vision of the Father. So we just come humbly before him and we just say, God, we need
0: you. I can't do this on my own.
1: Vision. See, one of the really special things about getting hold of a vision that God's given is it's not. Antidote. Ever, 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 ever in
0: Scripture is it a case of those who pray and those who do? It's just not in the Bible. And sometimes I wonder if the, the, the teaching on Mary and Martha has been polarized. It's been taken out of context and polarized to such an extent that there are those who do and those who sit at the feet of
1: Jesus and pray. And I'm like, no, no that's not in the Bible. I'm reading every single thing in me.
0: we pray and we see god for that vision we're in the head office we're in the head office Mm -hmm. that's the place where we go to get told what we're going to do where we
1: We are God's fellow workers. You know, this, this just absolutely amazing, and I, I started crying again when I was reading these scriptures. Like, the God of the universe is inviting us <laughs> to work alongside Him. We get to partner with Him, bringing heaven on earth. The one.
0: Is our fellow worker? That's what Scripture says. And I've known friends in the past—it's going back quite a long way now—but some of whom gave up very, very good jobs, <coughs> jobs in the city, working for global multinational companies. But they loved the Lord,
1: and they—they um, they just thought, you know what? I want to work. I want to work for God. They actually said that. I want to work for God. And they gave up. One person went to work for a charity,
0: um, and seemingly much more sort of Christian in, Christian charity, um, Christian in one sense. Was
1: Their motivation was to work for me. And I believe God, don't get me wrong, was blessed by that motivation, blessed by their sacrifices, blessed by their faith He Loves them unbelievably. But he's saying, I don't want you to work for me. I want you to work with me. To be a co-worker of God means we're bound together with him. Like, we're dependent
0: upon the one with whom we are co-working. If my co-worker wants to get up at
1: 6am and I'm working, that you have in this cafe in October 2016 Going to deliver a vision. So I, I feel like we're in a, in a in a season where actually we, it is a developing vision. case. we've had some progressive words, but it's a time where we need to pray and God and we are.